What's going on, my friends? Appreciate you guys. I want to talk about the Jack Smith-Trump drama that's going on, the special counsel situation. And I also want to react to this Joe Rogan clip that's been going viral today because I find it interesting for many reasons, and I want to talk about it. And I make my show, so I get to talk about it. Appreciate you guys. Thanks for being here. Dream Rare Podcast starts now. It's the Dream Rare Podcast, welcome to the show The way to get the news at the desk or on the road Let's go, God is great and success in our control The world is crazy but we get better from obstacles yeah. What's going on everybody? I just want to show you that I have coffee in here Because yesterday someone started a theory in the comments They're like, I don't think Anomaly's really drinking coffee Why is he drinking an empty mug? I'd be able to see it unless it was half full well, I'm just going to solve the mystery for you. Last time, it probably was half full because here's the thing. I drank some before I went live. Ooh, crazy, right? Um, appreciate y'all. I don't see Facebook, but I'm sure that they'll trickle in here in a second. I want to talk about, let's see, we got any Facebook? There we go. All right. Um, so this clip is going viral of Joe Rogan and Bo Nickel, who's a, a UFC fighter who I like. Um, they're talking about Biden slipping up and saying really stupid stuff like he always does. But this demonstrates a few things that I've been talking about recently. And in my view, why it's important to realize that just because like, obviously, I'm just going to get out there in front of it before people get confused. You know, most major left wing media is lying like CNN. I'm, I'm not saying everything they say is a lie, but I'm not asking you to trust left wing news. That's it. like people always take the opposite. It's like if you say something about Trump, they'll be like, what do you like, Biden? It's like, no. Or they'll be like, what do you like, DeSantis? Like everyone always has to play that game. So I have to say this just to get ahead of the whole nonsense. But, um, you know, I've unfollowed a lot of like uh, Republican pages on Instagram recently, like the David Harris-esque pages, you know, that no offense to David Harris, but it's like. I just don't, I don't know. It's just like slop, MAGA slop for like Republicans. And I'm not even sure how off accurate they are. So I don't even want to look at it. But in general, I saw this going viral all week where they're like, I can't believe Joe Biden said that the airports in the Civil War, the airports in the Revolutionary War, they didn't even have airports. And everyone's laughing at Joe Biden. It got so viral that it went on Joe Rogan's show. And probably Joe Rogan follows a bunch of these dingbats and, and just said what they're all saying, all these Republican pages. And it turns out that it's not even true because it was actually Biden mocking Trump and Trump said it. And I want to play this clip, not to say that Biden's good. He's not. He's geriatric. Uh, he's way, He's like 81 years old. No offense. He shouldn't be running the country. But this is like a masterclass of one. Why you need to fact check even Republican accounts. I'm not talking like fact check, ask a, a liberal for permission, but do your own research because you'd be shocked at how many of these new age right wing truther accounts are spewing out of context nonsense that's going to make you eventually look stupid. And just like a left winger, just because you're right wing doesn't mean you're right all the time. And just because you're left wing doesn't mean you're right all the time. Like nobody realizes this in this country and everyone's just like fighting like children. Here's the clip. I want to show you it. And it's a uh, pretty embarrassing. I, I mean, I love Joe Rogan. He'll get over. It. It's not a big deal for him, but I think it is embarrassing for conservatives because it's kind of like making everybody look stupid. And I'm not saying Joe's a conservative, but you know, this is what happens when you just believe Republican meme pages and you, and you don't realize that they're, you know, they're not really journalists. They're just like professional, you know, like uh, yes men. Well, you know, there's people that voted for Biden that are doing it now. They're, yeah. They're, they're like, I, what did I do? Right. Like, what did I choose? Like, I, how is this guy? Yeah. You just can't listen to an interview or he's saying some of the stuff he says that just makes no sense at all. It's like you, you can't listen to those interviews and feel like 
you made a good decision. I, I don't know how you Did could. you hear what he said like yesterday or a couple of days ago? He's talking about the Revolutionary War. He's like, one of the reasons why we lost the Revolutionary War, one of the problems with the Revolutionary War was they didn't have enough airports. Yeah. <laughs> have you seen that? I saw that. It's like, what that? the hell? Like, pull him. It's crazy. If, if, you were, if you had any other job and you were talking like that, yeah. they would go, hey, you're done. A few moments later. The same stable genius who said the biggest problem we had in the Revolutionary War is we didn't have enough airports. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Whoa. Right. Just, what? Just for, for the record. Is that fake? It's not fake, but he was referencing Trump saying that. Here's what Trump saying it in 2019. Oh. Donald Trump said something about that. He didn't say G Jesus. He said a stable genius, and that's where the, oh. the transcription. Let me hear what it says. What did he say? <clears throat> in June of 1775, the Continental Congress created a unified army out of the revolutionary forces encamped around Boston and New York and named after the great George Washington commander-in-chief. The Continental Army suffered a bitter winter of Valley Forge, found glory across the waters of the Delaware, and seized victory from Cornwallis of Yorktown. Our army manned the airports. It ran the ramparts. It took over the airports. It did everything it had to do. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So he fucked up. <laughs> yeah, he did. But I feel like <laughs> took over that's the airport. It, I just, you can yeah. tell, too, it sounds like a little different. He's like, you can tell he like messed up his words, but yeah. yeah. He was just, I don't know. Took over the airports. Well, that's the thing, about, that's the thing about media these days. It's like, right. you, you got to look into it. So that's going viral on a lot of UFC pages and a lot of left-wing pages. They're making fun of uh, Joe Rogan and Bo Nickel for being like, oh, look how stupid Joe Biden looks. And it was just literally Joe Biden mocking what Trump said. And then once Bo Nickel realized that Trump said it, he's like, oh, he just slipped up his words. So like when Biden slips up his words, it's like, let's laugh at him for 10 minutes. But when Trump slips up his words, it's not a big deal. And uh, here's what I'll say. Um, Bo Nickel is super young. He's probably going to be a champion someday. Who knows? But he's a great wrestler, UFC fighter. Love the guy. Wish him the best. I'm glad he's conservative and not liberal. He probably follows a lot of these meme pages that just post a bunch of stuff. And everybody that follows Republican pages a lot of times, they just assume that these people are right because the left is so wrong. Like, they wouldn't lie to me. They wouldn't trick me. They wouldn't make me look stupid. But that's why I unfollowed a lot of these right-wing meme pages. Some of them are funny, but for the most part, they're just as fake as left-wing media. Like, they'll post that picture. They'll post that video of Biden. I saw them do it all last week. They're like, oh, look, Biden said airports and Revolutionary War. I saw, like, 20 accounts make fun of them. I just assume, like, default. Like, I don't, you know, it's not that important. So it's like if I see a clip like Eric Adams saying that the reason that you should – one word – they ask him for one word why people should like New York. And he goes on like a tangent and talks about 9-11. Like that's a crazy slip up. That's not a slip up that everybody should see because it's just disgraceful. But with the Biden stuff, I'm like, whatever. I, I don't know. Um, Bo probably saw it on one of these pages, you know, was like, oh, let me reference that on Rogan. Or maybe uh, Rogan referenced it because he saw it on a Twitter page or something. And it ends up being Biden making fun of Trump. And, and they have no idea because – that's just how it works. Like, I don't, I don't know. I guess both sides just fight with each other. They don't really fact check it. They just assume that what they're seeing is real, is real. <coughs> and then they, and then they post it. And then like, everyone's like laughing at it now. Although I still like Joe Rogan. I think he's a good podcast, et cetera. A cool guy. You know, it's just like, 
I just wanted to use that as an example. I thought it was interesting because that's like uh, happens often nowadays. People just assume that Republican pages are like super honest and on point. Um, with that being said, I saw that Jack Smith is not going to do the special counsel trial or whatever fake. I, I don't even the reason I haven't covered the Jack Smith stuff. I've talked about a few times. I personally think it's theater. I think it's like a carousel to just run Republicans in circles. Like, uh, you know, in fact, I am pretty confident about that. But, you know, if you're interested in the Jack Smith drama and running circles around that narrative that you're not going to care about four years from now, there are pages that do it. I do think someone needs to cover that. I'm not knocking it completely. Like someone does need to cover that. It's just not going to be me because I could care less. Um, but if you want to like follow that daily, there's, I would say every other Republican page is doing that pretty much. Um, with that being said, I saw it came out that they can't uh, have the trial with Trump until after 2024 or after the election, which in, in my opinion is a good thing. And a lot of people are celebrating that, right? They're like, this is good. This means that they're not going to do it right before the election and screw over Trump. They got to do it after he gets elected or whatever. And uh, I saw one page I follow. Their name is Upwards News. They do an OK job. Um, they posted it and people were freaking out in the comment sections like this is the and this is why I talk about this stuff, because obviously I have my opinions. I have my perspectives. I vote a certain way. I think a certain way. But if you don't untangle your mind from what everyone's doing to you, you're going to be aimless and angry and you're going to look like a fool. Um, I saw these people, the top two comments on the upwards page. One guy was like, this is war. When are we going to go to war? And it's like, dude, that guy sounds like a guy that's eventually going to get set up by the feds. It's like, you want to go to war? What war? What, what, war? what you, a new, breaking news came? War, war, war. Like, who are these people watching to turn them into like nuts? You know, and then like the second one's like, how long are we going to stand up against the, how long are we going to stand for this? Bro, sit down. You're, you're commenting on Instagram. You're not doing anything. But also these people didn't even read the headline right because the, the guy wrote it in a deceiving way. The truth is it's not actually a bad thing that happened. Like it would have, in my view, been worse if it came out earlier. I know Trump apparently was trying to ex expedite it for whatever reason. But if, if that if that trial comes out before the election, it's going to screw up the whole election and it could have consequences. If it's after, I, I would say that I think that that's a good thing. And I'm reading the room on uh, on social media. Most Republicans consider that a win for Trump and a loss for Jack Smith, who might have wanted it to go earlier. I don't care about this. I, I feel like it's it's literally nonsense. But uh, in general, it's like people are literally freaking out over a headline that they misread. Like, I don't I, this is why I don't even follow uh, someone saying screw Ron DeSantis. I'm not even talking about Ron DeSantis. I mean, that worries me because I don't even care about Ron DeSantis. I'm probably not going to vote for Ron DeSantis at this point. But like, I'm trying to just talk about something and people are like, screw you, screw you. This is war. Screw DeSantis. It's like, what? Like, are you guys okay? Is this too much like Fox News programming or like, you know, war room? Or like, I don't know who's doing this to you or if you did it to yourself. I, I feel bad. Like, I'm not even being sarcastic or rude. Like somebody's scrambling the brains of Republicans to the point where they're embarrassing themselves almost as much as liberals. It's like, they'll post a clip of Biden saying something stupid about an airport at the Revolutionary War and say, haha, that's so dumb. Then a week later, they'll find out that it was actually Trump that said that and Biden was mocking him because just like Biden's 81, Trump is 77 and he's a shell of himself of who he used to be. And then as soon as they realize that Trump said it and not Biden, now it's not a huge deal. When Biden said it, it's so stupid. It's the, it, he shouldn't be in office. But when Trump said it, 
it's just a simple mistake. You know, <laughs> Jack Smith says something about a, a, a court case that's probably not even going to matter because it, to me, seems like a massive distraction and a psyop or whatever. And you got people like, war, war, screw you, screw. It's like, can people calm down for a second? You know, it's <laughs> the, the scrambling going on in the Republican Party is just nonstop. But the point I was trying to make is most people would say that this is a good thing that helps Trump and allows for the election to happen without the court case ruining it. And you got people literally ready for war in the comment sections because they're so jacked up on, on media that they don't even realize that what they think is a bad thing is actually a good thing. Someone said Tim Pool talks about civil war all night. I, the civil, I've already cracked this code. The civil war is within Tim. Tim. Tim's not a good person. He hates himself. He's rich. He's famous. He's successful. But nobody likes him because he's a dweeb. So and you know he wears a beanie all the time because he doesn't want to be him true self. So Tim can't even like look at himself in the mirror without having a war with his own you know self awareness and personal reflection. So instead of solving the demons in Tim's own life, he just goes on social media every day and screams civil war. So all his listeners get jacked up in the head and freak out all the time over like very simple plots that he talks about. He talks about very like low level, circular, basic, like, you know, Trump slop, like whatever the headline is, like, you know, with no intellectual analysis. And if anyone ever goes on a show that's smarter than him, he yells over them and talks to them like they're a piece of garbage, you know, so the civil war is within him. You know, you gotta, you gotta win the war within yourself. You're not gonna, you're not gonna go fight, you know, Democrats in the streets. It's going to be a fed trap and you're going to rot in federal prison. And then Trump's going to pardon a bunch of people that, you know, never even liked him over you. And you're going to wonder why you did it. Um, The point of this live stream was to do two things. One, just let people know, obviously left-wing media lies, obviously left-wing accounts lie obviously mainstream media and, and like normie accounts lie, but you know, people don't realize how bad and fake and stupid and, and embarrassing Republican pages have gotten. So they assume, oh, I'm not watching CNN. I'm watching the guy who makes fun of CNN. And then they end up making a fool of themselves on a big podcast because they literally follow these accounts thinking that they're doing the fact checking for them. Like I do excessive borderline, you know, paranoid levels of, uh, of fact checking because I want to be accurate. Uh, when I talk about stuff, if I'm doing like a real report, but at the same time, even though I would say I go 99% further than most people to make sure what I'm saying is accurate when I'm doing a report, I still tell you to go look it up because I don't want you to just trust what I'm saying. That's bad etiquette. If you're a watcher, like if you just watch Fox news or CNN or one of these right wingers or left wingers, and you're just like, I'm just going to believe what they believe, even though they show me no proof, I'm trying to show you proof. But I also say, Think about what I say. You know what I'm saying? Like compare it to what other people are saying. The top comment on my live stream the other day uh, when when I read the comments, someone said anomaly, you know, taught me how to find the holes in other Republicans arguments. And now I cannot see it where it's like it's the the holes are as big as SpongeBob. They got so many holes in their arguments. They look like SpongeBob SquarePants. It's like it's not because, you know, anything else besides they haven't had to think for years. They just oppose the left all the time. So if you learn how to like critically think and you question things, it's easy to find the holes in everybody's argument. But um, in general, yeah, the point of this live stream was one, uh, just when you follow these Republican pages, just think about what they're saying and and look it up because they're not always right. I'll give you an example of something I posted and I deleted because I'm ethical and I I figured it, it didn't need to be up. I posted like an Associated Press headline that said that there was a big Tesla recall 
And honestly, I posted it because I thought it was interesting and I thought that it would do well. Um, but then the top comments were all telling me because I have an intellectual audience that is willing to call me out if I'm wrong or uh, I'm off base. And like the top comments were all anomaly. This is not a recall. It's just a, you know, it's an update. They go, the, the media is trying to make Tesla look bad. I don't even like Tesla's, but I'm just saying the media is trying to make them look bad. They're doing an update because they forced them to do an update. And every software does updates all the time. Um, and they're trying to report it as if it's some massive recall to make Elon and Tesla look bad. And the thing is, I don't care if you like Elon or Tesla. I deleted the article because I was like, you know what? I did read the whole article and it, it did seem more like a software update than it seemed like a, like a huge recall like they were making it seem like. So I deleted it. D did that cost me money? I mean, not a lot, but yeah, every post now, you know, they pay a little bit for. So it's like, you know, if you just want to make money, you just post a bunch of whatever you want. And it's like, that's what most people are doing. They're just massively pushing out stuff. And when people bring to their attention that it's wrong or it's fake, they're not willing to recoup on it or whatever, or, or you know, I would say um, rescind it. I, I don't know why I can't think of a better word, but you get what I'm saying. It's like, that's what a lot of people are doing. So that was the point of the first part. I like Joe Rogan. I like Bo Nickel. I like that they're conservative. I like that they don't like Biden. Uh, all of these are good things, but it's like they in real time got fact checked by Jamie and they said, oh my gosh, this is so dumb that Biden said this. And they didn't even know that it was Biden mocking Trump because most pages just uh, just post whatever and, and there's no uh, context to it. Um, the second part that I want to talk about, the Jack Smith thing, one, let me know what you think in the comments. I, I don't have the, the printouts right now, but I noticed something very interesting and I posted it on Twitter. I've, I've covered it a little bit here, but I've, I'm going to look it up real quick. I wish I could show it to you guys, but uh, I'll probably do another live stream after after the new year. So before the whole Alvin Bragg arrest, I don't know if you guys remember that whole thing. It's like, um, you know, Alvin Bragg said that he was going to arrest Donald Trump or, he, you know, Trump committed some sort of crime and they're, per you know, the deep state and the Democrats are persecuting Trump. I'm looking at there was one day and it's interesting because it was the same day where the Hodge twins, Stephen Crowder and Tim Pool, like they all had the same opinion at the same time, putting out polls at the same day. And I just found it fascinating. So Tim Pool said this was a November 10th, 2022, right? This is two months before the album Bragg arrest. He said, Trump crying on about DeSantis right now on True Social makes him look weak AF. On the same day, Stephen Crowder put out a poll the same exact day. He said, which would you rather vote for as president, Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis? Ron DeSantis won the poll about 69-31. Um, Hodgson's put out a poll. They said, who would you rather vote for in president? Uh, Trump or DeSantis? DeSantis won 62-35. And then Hodge Twins and Crowder put out, after the Alvin Bragg arrest, they put out a poll on the same exact day, and the poll had completely reversed. I'm not telling you to like DeSantis. I'm not telling you to like Trump. For the point of this video, I don't really care. I'm just pointing out the psychological impact that the Alvin Bragg arrest had on the election in November and December and January of 2022. And then 2023, those three months, everybody was sounding like me. They said, Trump's crying. He looks weak. He's lying about pharmaceuticals. He's just like, his complaints are weird. He's lost a step. And then as soon as the Alvin Bragg arrest happened on Donald Trump, he got record number fundraising. The polls literally went from 69, 31, like completely the other way. And then Tim Pool has has turned into a totally different person who doesn't remember who he was three months ago. And I'm not saying that you have to 
like DeSantis's campaign or vote. I don't care. These people are just like puppets and idiots to me at this point. Like I see who they really are. I see the agenda they're really pushing. I consider them all controlled opposition. Um, but in general, like, isn't that interesting that literally the Democrats move changed the perception of Republicans? It wasn't a Republican move. It wasn't something that Trump did. It was something that Democrats did that changed the perception of Republicans and controlled their entire primary. It's just interesting to me. And then the Jack Smith thing, it's like all of these things are happening. And every day I see people like it's like a CSI season 59, where every day they're following this plot around Jack Smith that I've been completely tuning out. I'm not saying that you should tune it out. I just don't personally care. I'm not passionate about it. I think it's all I wouldn't say stage, but I would say political theater. Um, I think someone should be covering it, though, and I'm glad someone is. But to me, every Republican's covering it and they're covering it so deeply. And then today comes out and it says that the, you know, the trial's not going to be until after the election. It's a good thing. Most people are like, that's great. That's awesome. It's not going to affect the election. Maybe Trump wins and then the trial happens and then who cares? You know, he'll, he'll be president anyway. And then, you know, I see, I just see some of these Republican pages I follow are bipartisan pages. And the comment section is filled with like people freaking out over this thing that I personally think is a joke. You know, it's like, so when you realize what politics really is, you're not going to get set up by the feds. If you're screaming, this is war, this is war. What's war? A good news about the Jack Smith trials war? Why is good news war? Shouldn't bad news be war? No, I mean, no news. Like, it's like people are losing their minds. They think just because they're fighting the left that they're so justified in their behavior, but they're acting like Looney Tunes. They're saying fake stuff. They're, you, you know what I'm saying? I covered yesterday the uh, former CNN writer, Rob Smith, who is a gay black veteran liberal who was working on some Trayvon Martin project for you know BLM style stuff. And then he gets all these you know opportunities on the right wing and rebrands himself as the gay black veteran who's against wokeness or whatever, even though he was just woke a couple of years ago, whatever. And then it's like as soon as he gets in an altercation, which I rewatched, by the way, where he said that someone's having gay sex, like he's kind of was I'm not going to say started it, but he was egging them on. They hurled some insults at him. And then he ran to CNN and said it was a hate crime. And it's it's like this party's ridiculous. It's so it's so dumb. You know, like I, if I saw it as a tragedy, I'd be sitting here crying all the time. But I, I view these people people as like jesters, jokers, WWE characters and opportunists. So I just laugh at them. So when the Jack Smith news comes in, that's actually good news. Um it's like, whatever, you know, wow, the Kardashians episode 59, woohoo, you know what I'm saying? Like, But like other people perceive that. It's like, what are we going to stand up? Stand up against what, bro? It's good news. What? You're, you, why are you so mad? Like, who's making these people mad? But I, I know who's making these people mad because occasionally I don't really listen to political podcasts because I don't find many uh, intellectually stimulating. But when I do listen to political podcasts, I realize who people are listening to. And it's like, no wonder they're pissed off all the time because they're listening to people screaming and like controlled op, op yelling about things that aren't even real half the time. Someone said, are you calling, are you calling, uh, so you're calling the right dumb, ha ha ha, look left. I mean, thank you for proving my point. I'm not like, you're seeing the world through a false paradigm. I'm not calling everyone on the right dumb, but I am calling the right wing media apparatus just fake. Uh, I mean, just rewind the video if you want to hear what I said. And when it comes to this, like you, you're in like kindergarten, like mean girls, like ha ha ha, left, 
ha, 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 left. You think right, left. I'm saying both. Both of them are fake. Both of them are dumb. Both of them are playing off each other. And both of them like to put a microscope on each other to make themselves feel better about what they're doing. But the right is falling to like as dumb levels as the left because they can't figure out that they're doing it. They just look at like, like, it's like, I don't know. I, I had to unfollow a lot of pages because I was like, these people are, they're making me dumber. Someone said, you can't wait for Trump to be in prison for life. F you another emotional person. I don't think he's going to prison for life. I mean, he was president for four years. He's been rich his whole life. He's taken loans from George Soros. He said he was going to lock Hillary up, even though he used to donate to her. He gave her a standing ovation. He hired somebody who wanted to kill Julian Assange after Trump used Julian Assange to win the election. He printed more money than Obama. He did a socialist operation war speed, took meetings with Bill Gates, passed executive orders for what Bill Gates told him, and then ran you guys to a Fed trap, screaming things about stuff that's never going to happen. And then he ran around conservative media while his biggest supporters were rotting in prison, saying his vaccine saved 100 million lives and it's a great human achievement. And he's since put the Johnson & Johnson CEO and, and, and Lindsey Graham on stage. Like, you know, this guy doesn't give a crap about you. But if you want to care so much about him, knock yourself out. I don't want him to go to jail. And I don't think he's going to jail. I think the whole Jack Smith thing is political theater to run people back into the hands of the same person who just did stuff to him in 2020. I think it's all nonsense. I'm not going to say it's fake, but it's like, no, I don't want Donald Trump to go to jail, but I don't think he's going to jail. And I think that this is just a massive distraction like the Russia collusion was and like everything is. You know, I have a extremely high understanding of what's going on now that I spent six years studying it excessively. And I think that Trump and DeSantis are controlled opposition. You know, they're passing hate speech laws under the guise of anti-Semitism. And you could look up Bolshevik, uh, Bolshevik, uh, regimes where they did the same thing. They tried to criminalize anti-Semitism. So I consider, you know, I mean, this Trump and this Trump and DeSantis are both like Zionist firsters, in my opinion. They put Zionism over anything. And in general, I think Zionism and Bolsheviks are fighting, but I don't really see that much difference between them, except for Bolsheviks cry about Israel and Palestine and Zionists send all your money there and say it's hate speech to talk about it. So it's like, I don't really care about these people that much. Like, I don't want them to go to prison, but like you think they're your heroes or something. They're literally like actors and politicians who literally work with the other side and pass laws against the First Amendment. You could look up the quote of Trump. There's a there's a quote of him on the Second Amendment after he he literally infringed on the Second Amendment. I'm going to read an exact quote of what he said and his like, ask yourself why is his rhetoric worse than mine was when I wasn't even Republican? He said, take the guns first, go through due process second. Take guns first and go through due process second. What type of conservative would say that? Trump's not even a conservative. He's mocking you to your face. Like uh, Scott, Scott Pressler was saying, 40% of Wisconsin hunters are not registered to vote. Republicans must have must go register do voter registration tables at every gun show in America. I mean, he's not wrong. I'm not mad at, I'm not mad at Scott Pressler, but he's trying to say in Wisconsin, because Scott Pressler for some reason works harder than anybody in the Republican party. He says 40% of Wisconsin hunters are not registered to vote. And of course, most of them would probably want to vote Republican. But uh, I, I responded, I said, they probably realize that politics is fake. The Republican party's an op and the last Republican president infringed on the second amendment. We're about to nominate a Republican who said, take guns first, go through due process second, um, which is a direct quote from Trump. It's like maybe some hunters in Wisconsin don't even care about politics because they realize it's all fake and dumb. 
And even a Republican will infringe on their rights. Maybe not. Maybe they just don't register because they need someone to go register them. I don't know. I don't care. I wish God pressed their luck. God bless the guy. Uh, you know, I hope that Republicans win the next election. But my level of caring just isn't quite as high as everybody else's because I just I, I don't trust any of these people. Um, let me see. Someone said Trump looks like a ginger Bolshevik. It's just like if you follow the policy and not the words, you'll realize that Republicans are not working for you. Trump's not working for you. Probably the only Republican that even did some stuff everybody hates over some drama play. It's like it's a joke. Um, someone said no mention of him saying he will always protect the Second Amendment. It doesn't matter if you say you're going to protect the Second Amendment and then you infringe upon it. Like you get what I'm saying? We used to, and this is the thing with Trump is fascinating. Like other politicians were known for flip-flopping, right? And I'm not saying he does everything like that, but like if they say this and they say that, and then they say this, and then they say that, and they say they're going to protect the second amendment, but then they infringe on it. And then they say, take guns first. Like we used to call that flip-flopping. Hillary Clinton was known as a flip-flopper. Like there were politicians known as a flip-flopper. Some people called Biden. A, it was a very common political term. I didn't even follow politics, but I knew when I was like in my twenties, like the term flip-flopper, that means what, obviously you go back and forth. You're, you're not a real person. You, you don't have any core ideology. Um, you know, that's what Trump did on the second amendment. Yeah. He said dozens of times he's going to protect it, but then he infringed on it. And then he said what I just read the last time, I don't have the quote in front of me now, but you know, take guns first, due process second, which is what no one Republican would say. People always bring to my attention during the lockdown. They're like, Trump said he was going to open up on Easter. He did do, he did say that, but then he didn't. So you get what I'm saying? Like, it's just people that like him. Like I'm even reading some of the comments. People that like him will make any excuses. That's why I played the Bo Nickel clip at the beginning. Bo Nickel and Joe Rogan roasted Joe Biden for a minute and a half saying how stupid he sounded, saying that there were airports during the Revolutionary War. That's an idiotic statement. Joe Rogan and Bo Nickel have every right to make fun of Joe Biden for saying it. The problem is Joe Biden was out of paraphrasing Trump who said it. And as soon as Trump's uh, thing played, they didn't. it wasn't as funny to them. They're like, oh, he just messed up a word. Like, you guys don't realize how fake you guys sound. You know, like if anybody messes up their words, like it is what it is. Just be consistent. Be like, that's a stupid statement to think that or you messed up. Like, what do you what, what do you think other people do when they mess up? They're, they're not meaning to say that. They just say the wrong thing. And it's funny. Or in Eric Adams's case, he means to say that. And, and that's even scarier than messing up is when you purposely say that stuff like Eric Adams is a nightmare. Um, but you get what I'm saying? It's just like people are, are so embarrassing in politics. It's like, you know, everybody sees that you're being dishonest but you just want to support your guy. Like, that's all it is. It's like, there's no consistency. There's no morals. There's no principle. There's no honor. It's all like my guy, when my guy does it, it's different. Someone says context matter. Context of speaking literally doesn't matter in politics. It matters what you do. So for example, what, what maybe, I don't know if you guys understand, or I don't want to speak down to everybody. Like most people probably get this. Some don't. If you say, you're going to protect the second amendment, but then you ban all assault rifles. I'm not saying that happened, but or if assault rifles isn't even the right terminology, but whatever, like you ban all these guns and you ban shotguns and you ban hunting guns, but you, but you said on the campaign trail that you wouldn't do that, but then you did that there. It doesn't matter what context you said, what, like nothing you say actually matters. You get what I'm saying? Like if you say you're going to drain the swamp and then you literally hire the entire swamp, it doesn't matter that you said that. If you said, 
you would never take major donor money or corporate money like Trump did, but then he takes that money, which he absolutely did, and nobody wants to report on him. It, like it, what you said doesn't matter. I don't understand how people don't understand. It's an easy concept. And the reason sometimes I sound a little condescending is like, if I'm talking about something complex, then I'm going to be like, yeah, this is hard to understand. Guys, I feel like a five-year-old should be able to understand this. How are grown This is why America is collapsing. The left has gone insane and the right is just as hypocritical and fake. Like what, what's so hard to understand? It doesn't matter if it's Biden, Obama, Trump, Hillary, you know, out of context speaking is semi-important, but at the same time, what are the, what's the, like in, in, on what planet do you think take the guns first and due process second? Like on what planet do you think that's not going to be used against you? If you infringed on bump stocks, it's not the biggest infringement on the Second Amendment, but it's a infringement on the Second Amendment. In fact, it's such a big infringement on the Second Amendment that the Supreme Court is probably going to overrule Trump's unconstitutional ban. And why did Trump do the ban? Because there were shootings or the Las Vegas shooting or whatever. So it's like Trump's just like a Democrat. A shooting happens. The Democrats cry about it. And then Trump infringes on the Second Amendment. Like, you know, and this is, you know, this is the major point I've been trying to talk about over the last two years. The reason that the Republican Party is so successful in the slippery slope and selling you out is because you have more grown men and women defending them than being concerned with it. If all Republican men and women stood up and said, hey, let's not infringe on the Second Amendment, they wouldn't do it. But when you got 70 percent of my comment section making excuses for it, you're asking for you're just as bad as the liberal. You're like, please infringe on my Second Amendment. And then I'll defend it and say it was out of context like why wouldn't they scam you? I don't I don't understand. And that's why I want to bring back self-respect in America. Make America respect themselves again. Because if America doesn't respect themselves and people don't respect themselves, Trump's not going to respect you. Biden's not. People don't have to respect you. You know, they're, they're, they're openly like, whatever. These people won't do anything. These And I'm not talking like screaming war in a comment section. I'm talking like peacefully, calmly standing up for yourself. Like, you know, it's like that. That's not. You shouldn't cave on the Second Amendment because of a tragedy, because if you cave on the Second Amendment because of a tragedy, there's always going to be a tragedy eventually, and they're going to keep infringing on the Second Amendment. So if you're a real conservative and you're a real Second Amendment patriot or whatever people claim to be, you should say, you know, this is not negotiable. But Trump will be like, no, I'll negotiate it. And you're like, well, I like them. I like them. So I'll make excuses for it. Then you don't deserve it. You, you know, that's why I consider the Republican Party controlled opposition. It's like a character, you know, circus where people have no spine. It's so weird. I like I, I literally don't understand it. And, uh, you know, I have ideas for 2024. I'm going to keep doing my show. I'm going to keep trying to unscramble politics, but I'm going to possibly do a sideshow with my buddy and just talk about certain cultural events and sporting stuff and how it crosses over in culture. Cause I have fun with that. I like, if you guys notice when I have somebody on my show, I'm a funny guy. I make a lot of jokes. I try to lighten up the mood, uh, you know, inject comedy into it. Cause it's fun. Um, you know, I'm going to do more of that. Someone said, I'm just figuring this out now. No, I'm not just figuring it out now. I'm just saying it right now. Cause I'm live right now. Um, someone said, so his visit to a gun manufacturer, overrides actual policies he enacted that infringe you can't make this up I, i'm confused by what you're saying but i think you're agreeing with me someone said still the best guy for the job the nra adv advised trump to ban bump stocks 
that's not the point I'm making though. I like, I don't think people get it, which is why this country is falling apart, but it's, it's all good. My advice to people, cause everyone's like, Oh, what are we going to do? It's like, uh, I would say this, cause if people are not like smart enough or man enough to figure this out, then it's not going to work. Um, you know, I would say uh, a good community that doesn't get infiltrated is going to be really important in the next 20 years. Cause in my view, like, between all the illegal immigration, they're flying over like hundreds of thousands of people from random parts of Africa. Like this country is going to be a different country in like five years. I used to think it was going to take like 10, 15 years. You're going to, you're going to wake up one day and this is, this country is done. Like the, the Republicans have no plan. Hopefully they, they get in and deport people or whatever, but like, I don't trust it. I think they're working with the other side. Anyway, you're going to wake up one day and this country is not going to be anything like it was. And it's already pretty much that way. And it's, it's going to get like five times worse overnight that's just basic mathematics of like demographics how people where people are coming from you know how, who's having kids etc whatever so people are like all right what do i do um find a good community i think that's what it's about nowadays if you have a community that is good safe you know people like each other high trust community that's a w or you're gonna have to be really rich to afford a nice clean safe place with private security because that's what happens in a third world country. If you're broke in the Dominican Republic, you're not going to be safe. If you're rich in the Dominican Republic, you're going to be safer. You know what I'm saying? You could afford nicer places, but you still got to watch your back a little bit, but it's still nice. Like that's what it's going to come down to. Either rural America, live in the middle of nowhere, find somewhere extremely cold that nobody wants to go that's safe and snowy. So there's not enough time to do crime because it's, it's freezing. Um, or, you know, rural cold or rich like that's someone said anomaly promotes cults and clans literally not at all but you could lie to yourself that's weird but uh that's what i think is gonna happen i'm not scared i'm just someone said i mean if you have money you could just travel and buy things easier but if you don't have a lot of money then you got to find a you know a high trust community to live in which is going to get harder and harder and harder and harder to find because you know, back in the day, you could have a middle class or a lower class community that was clean and safe. Not anymore. You know, in America, middle class and lower class, it's getting less and less safe every year. It's, you know, the suburbs are getting less safe. Like it is what it is. I'm not pumped about it. I don't wish it on anybody. But, you know, if Republicans do get in, they need a real plan for this. And they, they don't really have a plan. They're like, we're going to nominate a woman. We're going to we're going to pick the same guy that couldn't get the job done four years ago. It's like, sure, I don't really care. You know, I'm not like someone said you're not entirely wrong. I'm not wrong at all. I'm right about this. I'm not you know, I'm not right about everything. But when I'm not, I try to correct myself. This is a prediction. So it's not necessarily like a, a known fact. But I do think that demographics and and, and, and like years like Elon always talks about it in a different way. He's like. If you want to look how the country is going to look in 20 years, just look at that generation that's 13 years old. Because in 20 years, they're going to be 33. The 33-year-olds are going to be 53. It's not that hard to figure out the math equation. Demographics plus mathematics plus basic common sense equals that's what it's going to look like. So, for example, if you grew up in a high school that is 95% white when you went, and now the elementary school is 30% white, you know, that's going to be the town in 40, 50 years. Maybe you like that. Maybe you want a more diverse town. Maybe you're black or Hispanic and you want more people to look like you and you don't like white people. You don't, I'm not telling people how to feel about it. I'm just saying, it's like, if you think everything's going to be the same in 30 years, it's just not, you know, I'm not being rude about it. I'm not being mean. 
I have friends of all types. It's just reality. Like it's not, things are not going to be the same, you know? And it's like, people can pretend like it is and it's not, it already isn't like the same. And now because of technology and other stuff, like there's so many more robberies and so many more thefts. And I'll give you one reason why. Um, back in the day, you had smaller communities because you didn't have all this travel. You didn't have Uber Eats. You didn't have all this technology. So most people just stayed in the area where they were from for the better or worse. You didn't travel that far away. So who was delivering your paper? Uh, somebody's son. You know, who was working at the Starbucks or whatever Starbucks was called before? Someone's daughter. Like your community were the jobs. Nowadays, if you get a paper delivery, it's somebody from a city 45 minutes away. Back in the day, it's like somebody that's 12 years old making two bucks an hour, riding their bicycle, throwing the paper. Hey, Mr. Johnson, now you got somebody that doesn't even live near you, that doesn't care about anybody in your community. Like there's, you know, and I'm not even saying that's anybody's fault. That's just technology uh, on one scale. I mean, there, there's other things that go into it, but you know, technology is a big one. It's just like everybody's going all over the place, delivering packages, this and that. And it's like, it's the, everything's so much more uh, connected nowadays. The good news is you can fly all over the world or travel or, you know, live where you want. The bad news is, I mean, there's just more crime. It's just true. You know, I would say that crime used to be like happening just in certain neighborhoods, but now it's just exported everywhere to a little extent. Oh, there's a jewelry store in this county where people aren't paying attention. It's a lot easier to rob than one where they think we're going to rob it. Let's go rob that one. It's happening all, all over the place in nice neighborhoods. The Louis Vuitton stores are getting broken into. Oh, that's a nice Louis Vuitton store. They're not paying attention because this isn't a high crime area. Why don't we rob that one instead of the one in Los Angeles? It happens three times a year now in this community where it, it never happened in 30 years. Like, you know, people could act like what I'm saying is bad or wrong, but it's it's just the truth. Uh, and look at what the Biden administration's doing. And Apparently, Republicans have no answer for it. We'll see if they get into office, if they have some massive solution. But I'm just preparing for the future. Like, you know, even now, um, you know, public transit's not the same as it used to be. I used to take, uh, you know, the transit into New York City. I used to take a, a train. It wasn't that bad. Was it amazing? I mean, honestly, it was pretty good. It wasn't that bad. I used to, I used to take public transit all the time. Um, but that same public transit I took 20 years ago, isn't what it used to be. It's not as safe. It's not as nice. Uh, it is what it is. So how do you avoid that? You got to be richer. You know what I'm saying? I'm not like somebody that's a goal. Oh, I want to be rich. I care. I'm so materialistic. I want to be safe. I want to be clean. I want to be, you know what I'm saying? I, I want to be healthy. I don't want to be bankrupted by a scammy health insurance company. Like, you know, it's like for, for your own survival, you either got to be very self-sufficient, very rural, um, or very rich in my view, in order to, uh, make it in the next 20 years, it's, it's, it's just not going to be the same for lower and middle-class people. And I, I see the trend. I don't care what people say. And the Republican party really has no solution for it. They just point out the problem and then literally play the same identity politics as the problem, you know? Someone, I, I'm not, I'm not, I took, someone said be richer and I'm always going ANCAP. I'm just like realistically thinking of solutions in my head. Like how, if America starts falling apart, how do you, how do you live a nice life? You got to live in a nice community. In my opinion, you can't live somebody where, where everybody's getting robbed and, and stabbed all the time. Like San Francisco is a hellhole. Like you could, you could only live a nice life in San Francisco if you're rich, I'm, I'm just keeping it real. I lived in LA. I wasn't rich in LA. So you know what I did? I had to take the train. 
The train sucks. I used to have to take the bus with gang members. The bus sucks. You know what I'm saying? I used to have to walk through Alvarado Park or whatever it's called with a bunch of MA13 gang members, you know, that are threatening you. It's like I used to have to walk 15 blocks to get paid $15 an hour to do social media for some random internet company. It's like, that's what you do when you're not rich. That's why Seth Rogen and all these other morons, they get to sit in their little cozy like Hollywood Hills thing. Oh, it's, it's cool to get robbed. It's like, that's the reality of major cities right now. If you're rich, you could live a good life, although I think it still sucks. It's better to be rich somewhere else. If you're middle class or broke, it's not a good life in the cities. That's just a fact. And you know, now there are nice communities that are middle class and lower class. Those days are going to be over. I'm just, I'm sorry. You're going to have to go somewhere really cold and really rural where no one wants to go. That's just and be self-sufficient. You know, that's the solution if you don't have money. Like you know, and even if you do have money and you want to save money or you think it's not all about money then that's the play. It sucks. I don't want this to happen to the country. I hope that Republicans can fix it. I'm, I'll probably vote for those losers because the chances of them fixing it are probably more than Biden's, although it's hard to tell because when you're controlled opposition, you give people three good years and then you give them a lockdown and vaccine sales. So it's like, will they really fix it? Probably not. Alaska, that's an interesting spot to go because it's hard to get to. There's I've been to places in Alaska where there's 500 people there, you know, and you got to you got to take a ferry to go go to Sam's Club to get all your food because there's no there's barely any food. There's always a solution. I'm not a negative guy. I'm just saying, like, I'm I don't think this country is going to be the same in five years or 10 years. And I think it's going to happen extremely quickly. And I'm not blaming certain groups like, oh, that's why. But in general, um, you know, the way our immigration system's working right now, the way illegal immigration's working, the way the prosecutors are prosecuting our culture, how we're brainwashing people, you mix all these things together. It's not a recipe for success, in my opinion. If people were for coming all over the world and everybody was like, this is the American dream. I'm going to work really hard. I'm going to follow the rules. I'm not going to, you know, just take a bunch of money off welfare and destroy social security and you know, make people pay 40% taxes and then send money to Ukraine. Like if we had a real country, then we could probably take some mass migration and still thrive. But you combine, like we're doing almost everything wrong. Like if I were to, if I were to sit down for five hours and be like, I'm not a utopian person, but like, how, how can I run a society like properly, you know? And I sat and tried to figure out every way to do it. America's doing almost everything backwards. Like there's some things we do, right? Not many though, you know, so it's, it's like, I can't see it working. That's all. And it doesn't mean every, everything's going to go to crap. It's just like, you know, if you would have said San Francisco is going to go to shit 10 years ago, people would have laughed at you. They would have said, what are you talking about? It's the cleanest city in the country. Well, now it's not. It's like one of the crappiest cities in the country. Uh, Austin, Texas. It's like, we're, we're great. Okay. Well, not anymore. You know, it's still okay, but I don't want to be there. Uh, you know, whatever. Christian pastors were like, if you allow this to happen, they're going to be butt pumping in the middle of Congress. And it's like, that's crazy. And literally it's like, you know, apparently congressional age just can't, they can't stop railing each other. They can't stop railing each other in Congress. I don't understand. It's like, can you wait till you go home to just rail some dude? No, you got to do it in the congressional hearing place. You got to, you know, you thought it'd be fun to just pump pump another guy like in the middle of where 500 people conduct the most important business in the country. Uh, okay. I guess uh, it's probably not the best place to do it on camera so that you're filmed, but some people are into that stuff. Uh, me, not so much. It's not really, you know, I'd rather them actually fix our country in those rooms, but if they're just going to rail each other, then, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just preparing for what's inevitable. Like, you know, like, 
what did they do today in Congress, Anomaly? Did they did they pass a bill to, to, to make our meat healthier and stop GMOs and, and pesticides? No, it was just two congressional gay aides butt pumping each other. It, you know, that's what happened. Oh, so are you you're a pessimist? I'm not a pessimist. I'm just saying, like, I don't think this this whole thing's gonna work out. <laughs> I'm just being honest, you know? And it's like no matter who you are, everybody knows. Like, even if you were born in the hood, you know it's not a great place to stay if you can like you know a lot of rappers try to go back and help out and that's great to go help out but in general once you make a lot of money it's like all right where do i want to live i was born in this neighborhood there's a lot of crime there's you know maybe you're born in a rural area where everyone's doing meth and they're trying to drag you down i'm not saying that happens all over the country but you know in rural america there's a massive drug problem and you know if you make it out of that system you're one of very few and if you're from the hood there's a lot of crime and also other stuff going on and if you make it out, you know, you're one of the few. Uh, so when you get the money, it's like you don't run back to those areas. Most times some people do and some people build their own stuff. But most people are like, all right, well, now I could live in a neighborhood where it's a little bit cleaner and a little bit safer. Because once, you know, why would you want to go back to that if you had a choice? Like, it, you know, it, that's what most people do when they do well for themselves. I'm not being a hateful person. There's problems in rural America. There's problems in the hood. I'm just keeping it real. It's like the hood and the bad parts of the rural America are, are are going everywhere now. You know what I'm saying? Places that used to be nice aren't nice anymore. Cities that used to be nice aren't nice anymore. Suburbs that used to be nice are getting robbed for the first time. It's going in that direction, you know? And that's why, you know, I posted a video of, I posted a video of my take on Richard Mendenhall, who's an NFL player. And he said, basically, you know, average white guy shouldn't talk about football and like an all black team could beat an all white team and I'm better than your goat. And everybody called it racist. And I'm like, it's not racist. It, it might not be right. He might be wrong. He might be arrogant, but it's not racist. Like, and they're like, well, it would be racist if, if we said it, even though I know it's not racist. So then it's racist. That doesn't mean it's racist. Like just because they would say you're racist when you're not racist, that makes another guy racist that you don't think's racist. Like everybody's so fake in this country. And my take was like, he's wrong. Uh, Christian McCaffrey's better than him and he's a running back now. So it's like, you're not better than all white running backs ever. You're not even the best, you know, you're not even better than a white running back who's like 27 right now. But uh, also a black versus white game, you know, let it play out and see what happens. I think the white team has a good shot. We got a lot of good players. We got a good quarterback, the best running back, one of the best wide receivers, some of the best defensive players. We just don't have any cornerbacks on the all white team. Uh, we would have to, you know, we would need a lot of help. And as Will Compton put it, like run zones and then vice versa. It's like saying average white guy, like it's not the nicest things anyone's ever said. And honestly, average white guys fund the NFL. So if you really don't want average white guys to have an opinion, you'd be broke. So, you know, it's like, do you notice how I just debunked his argument without calling him a racist? But this is the, this is why the right loses. Cause they go, what does he want? Segregation? It's like, he didn't necessarily say that, but what if he did want, what if, what if Rashard Mendenhall did want to just live around all black people? Is that racist? Would that make him racist? I don't think so. I really don't. It's like, if he wants to live around all black people, knock yourself out, bro. Like why, why should that bother me? And then like, you know, these are the, like the, the, the right wing people lose this argument because they're like, what do you? It's just like half the white people in the comments being like, that's racist. What does he want to live around his own people? It's like, where do you live? And they're like in a 90 percent white neighborhood. And they're like, yeah. And it's like, do you want to do you want to flip the demographics and live there? No. Then how are you like then? 
you, you know, like if, if you wanted to, then sure. But go. You, why don't you go move to that neighborhood? I don't want it. Why? <laughs> With this, maybe the same reason Rashard Mendenhall wants to live in a neighborhood around his people. I don't know. You know, is that no one's allowed to feel that way. Koreatown needs to be abolished. They can't live near each other. Japan needs to be filled with like Mexican. Like, I don't know. You know, uh, there's not most countries around the world don't think this way. It's only America. And it's like, I'm not saying that you should feel that way, but can you not like everyone's got to be called racist? Me personally, like I see both sides. It's like, I, I just don't think Richard Mendenhall's a racist. It's like, oh, he's racist. And I'm like, why is he racist? Well, if we said it, they'd call us racist. Would you agree with them calling you a racist? No. So why would you want to be someone that you don't agree with? If you think the left always calls you a racist and you disagree with them, your solution is to be that same person to the other side. Like Republicans have no strategy like this. This country's toast. You know what I'm saying? I'm not like you guys could think like Dinesh D'Souza and Steve Bannon and Donald Trump are going to save your ass. They're not doing anything. You know, good luck to them. I hope they win the election. But it's like, I'm past the point of thinking these people are going to save me like that. What are they? I'm going to hire a woman as a vice president. Okay. Which woman? Is it based on merit or are you just picking a gender? Oh, either that or a black man. It's like, why don't you just pick somebody and pick the best person and lead with their name? And then if they're a black man, we'll all notice that. Like if you just say you're picking a race or a gender, you're implying that you're only picking them because of their race or gender. Like, you know, if I came out and I was like, here's my first employee, it's, Sarah Johnson. And, she, you know, it's like, oh, Anomaly picked a woman. That's kind of tight. Oh, it's a black woman. Um, anomaly, you know, it'd be like Anomaly must think she's really good because he picked a black, you know, it's like it's nothing to do with the race or gender. Like Anomaly only picks ethical people he agrees with. It's like, but if I came out and I said, hey, guys, in a week, I'm going to hire a black woman, a black woman. I don't know which one, but I have a lot of them like lined up, ready to. It's like then you'd be like, is he picking them because they're the best for the job? Or is he picking them just like, do you get what I'm saying? It's it's cringe. It's like if I pick somebody and showed them to you, I wouldn't lead and tell you like about their gender and their race a thousand times before I like revealed them. It's kind of uh, dehumanizing and demeaning and demoralizing, you know, like I don't I don't treat my friends that way. If I have a friend that's black, it's like it's not like, look, everybody, it's like, you know, that's like what liberals do. But the Republicans do the same thing. They do the same weird, like, it's like, that's their strategy of beating on this stuff. But the point that I was getting was like, you know, everyone always says, someone said pandering, that they pander, yeah. But like, you know, I don't want to get into Louis Farrakhan because I'm not trying to get in too much trouble. But, uh, you know, when he's like, I want to live around black people and everyone's like, that's so racist. It's like, if he really means it, let him, tr let him try. Or if he already does it, go for it. You know, like that, he has to live where you want him to live. Like, I don't. I, I just don't agree on that topic. And I know that's controversial, but like if a black person says they want to live around all black people or an Asian person says they want to live around all Asian people, I don't consider that racist. And honestly, if a white person did it too, you know, obviously the media would freak out more, but I have my same opinion. It's like people can have, are you allowed to dictate what other people think and do? Like if someone wants to live in you know, Mexico, do you have to be like, no, you don't want to live there. You want to live in Maine around Caucasians. Like, why? How, like, who are you to say where they want to live? Like, maybe they want to live in Miami around a bunch of Cubans and random people of all kinds. Or maybe they want to move to Maine and be around a bunch of, you know, cold white people who freeze half the year. Like, I, you know, like, and maybe some people of other races want to live around other races. I don't, you know, and maybe a lot of people don't really care. They just want to live somewhere cool. Like, 
whatever. But why do we, why does everyone have to call everyone racist all the time? You know? And it's like, I would say like conservatives only defense is like playing the game. The others, like they can't stand in their demeanor and be like, this is the way I think this is how I feel. I don't care. You know, that would be more heroic than like, well, they called them a racist. So I, they're a racist, even though you're a racist. It's like, I don't use the word racist. It's either true, false, right, or wrong. Mean, nice, nasty, evil, good. You, you get what I'm saying? Like, what is it? What is racist means a million different things to a million different people. Sometimes someone says the truth and they're called a racist. Sometimes someone says something crazy and they're called a racist. Sometimes someone's being a dick like Richard Mendenhall and he's called a racist. I don't use that word because it doesn't mean anything anymore. Like I can di dissect the situation. Rashard Mendenhall is wrong about this. He might be right about that. And if he really doesn't want average white people to pay attention to football, then he's going to be broke because average white people are probably the biggest demographic of, of fans. You know, like, so, you know, that, that statement he put out was highly controversial, highly inflammatory highly intriguing honestly a black versus white game is 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 interesting to think about um you know in my opinion it's it's one of the more interesting things that someone said recently so i'll take a little bit of ignorance with interesting and a little bit of anger with interesting rather than just a bunch of nothing all the time i'd rather talk to richard mendenhall than 99 percent of republicans because they all say the same thing that doesn't even matter so it's like you get what i'm saying i could say he's wrong without calling him a racist i could say that he's right without calling him a racist. like I'm just tired of everyone using the word racist. So I'm trying to practice what I preach. And instead of being like the right who says, you use the word racist too much, but you're a racist and he's a racist and she's a racist and you use the word racist too much. So we, the Republicans, are going to say anti-Semitic too much. And we're going to do the same thing the liberals do, except with that word, with this word. And it's like, you're all hypocrites. I don't care about any people in politics anymore. They're all fake. They all have double standards. They're all hypocrites. They all have no strategy. So I'm preparing for my future. I'm like, what's this country going to look like in 15 years since we're doing 98% of things wrong? Some things are being done right behind the scenes. Thank God, uh, you know, that certain things are functioning in this country because some of the smart people are doing something. But as far as politics and culture, you know, it's not a lot. <laughs> There's a lot of reversing that needs to go on. Um Someone said, we all know, dude, rhetorical. It's not rhetorical. There's nothing rhetorical about what I'm saying. I'm, I'm speaking reality. Um, you know, I'm just, uh, I'm just preparing for, you know, a country that's like massively declining. And when you talk to boomers, they'll be like, this country's falling apart. They're like, I already lived a good life. You know, you got to deal with this. And it's like, yes, that's true. Like, I'm not even mad at it. That's factually accurate. Like most people over 60, it's like, yeah, this sucks. You know, I wish it would change, but I had a good childhood. I had a good life. You know what I'm saying? I'm 60 now. I'm, I'm straight. I only got however many years left on this planet. You're the one who's going to have to live in this world. I'm like, yes, ab absolutely. So I'm like, all right, what's this country going to look like in 15, 20 years? What's the crime rate going to be? What's the affordability going to be? What's the, you know, culture going to be? What's the housing market going to be? What's the every, what are the polit political, you know, paradigms going to be? And I'm preparing for it peacefully, happily. You know what I'm saying? There's, there's good people all over the place. And then there's some losers in this country also, you know, of all ethnicities. So, you know, I see it for what it is. I, I believe in the good in humanity, but, you know, I do think we're being run by psychopaths who literally hate us and want to pretty much remove us from the planet in my view they're like carbon 
you're the carbon. It's like, oh, there's too much carbon in humans, 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 carbon. It's like, we get it. You hate us. I, 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 I've studied a lot. I understand. I get what's going on. Um, someone said, I hope not. I just don't like, this is what I'm trying to explain to Republicans. I don't know if it's coming off right. To be honest, I don't really care because what I'm saying is right, whether it's controversial or not. Republicans need a rude awakening because the path they're on now is not sustainable. It's not right. And they're following a bunch of people that they've put their entire love into and, and trust into. And these people would spit in your face if they had the chance. Like they don't care about you at all. And you could think that they do. But I'm done trying to convince people. I literally don't care. I want to do my my job. You know, I want to do well. Uh, uh, but as far as like convincing people that don't want to hear it, I don't care. The people that want to listen, you know, they could be five years, 10 years ahead of everybody else and, you know, act accordingly. But and also stay calm and peaceful and strategic about it, not just scream civil war in the comment section. Like the people that are screaming war, 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 these are the people that are like they're, they're following liars. They don't even know what's going on. They have no aim. They have no direction. They don't know who the war is going to be with. They don't even know that the people on their side, like they're just like losing it because their world is failing. My world is not failing. Like I, I would be shocked if the Epstein thing led to anything. I'm not going to like free. And, and it's not right. I'm just saying like every time like this new news comes out, do I look panicked about it? Like, oh, I didn't see that. How could you not see it coming? I saw mandatory vaccines coming in 2019. They didn't come until 2021. I literally predicted it two years before. So when it happened, I wasn't pumped about it, but it's not shocking to me because I'm researching this stuff. I'm studying patterns and trends. I'm, I'm honest. I'm like a, you know, I'm like a data machine. I, I crunch analytics and I'm like, okay, well, that's just the truth. Like that's how you get to the truth. You, you bring in data points, you assess, you're reasonable, use common sense be honest with yourself, have self-awareness, know what you know and know what you don't know and understand that everything's not 100% or 0%. And then you can move forward and make pretty good decisions and be right more than you're wrong if you do that stuff. If you're just blindly following Trump or blindly hating Trump, you're going to be wrong a lot. And, and it's like, I don't personally, I'm not saying this to be edgy or trendy. I hope Republicans win the election, I guess at this point, but I don't think they have the solution. I don't care. I don't care about, I don't think they care about us. And to be honest, uh, I don't even think they like you guys. I think they're working for the other side. I literally at this point think they're controlled opposition. And as the left is beating you, beating certain drums, they're beating other drums. And eventually those two left, right puzzle pieces are going to come together and click. And it's not going to be for you. It's going to be for the Bolsheviks. So I don't even really care about these people at all, but I wish them well. And I would love to be surprised wrong. And I hope they get something done. Um, someone said I'm biracial in the comments. Awesome. I'm multiracial as well. I'm Italian, Polish, Puerto Rican, and Czechoslovakian. But, you know, a lot of people are nowadays. I would say most people are mixed at this point. Um, but, you know, this is another thing too. I might do this on Twitter and get in a lot of trouble. I'm thinking about it, but I know that it's going to be a, a problem. Honestly, I'm going to do it anyway. I don't really care because it's literally just statistics. I'm going to eventually next year, and if someone else does this before me, Knock yourself out. You know what I'm saying? This is not something I even need credit for, but it, I feel like it's going to blow up if I do it. I'm going to go to every state, right? Alabama, Alaska, Arizona, Arkansas, whatever. You get it. Um, all the all the states. And I'm going to Google, which is the safest part of Florida? Alaska, Arizona, Arkansas, California, Colorado, which is the most dangerous part of Colorado, all those places. And I'm going to screenshot what's the safest city, 
what's the most dangerous city in every state. And then I'm going to look at the demographics and I'm going to post them and I'm going to get in a lot of trouble, even though I literally did nothing. I literally just am showing people data because you'll probably notice something in the data and you know, it is what it is. Take from it what you want. Um, I don't hate myself because I'm part certain races. I'm not asking people to, I'm not asking, I'm just pointing it out, you know, but I think that's a hate violation. Um, so, but it, it's like, it is what it is. Uh, I don't know. People, people are allowed to look at it. Someone said, that's a fantastic idea. I'm filled with them. I'm filled with fantastic ideas, but thank you. I appreciate it. Um, it's going to get me in so much trouble. I'm going to get a thousand articles written about me. They're going to call me anti-Semitic, racist, conspiracy theorist. And I'm literally just going to like, this is what Google said. Cities or areas? Good question. I don't know. What do you think? Cities or areas? What's up, Tyrone? Uh, I don't know which one to do. I'll probably, probably areas. What is the most, because, because towns are not cities. So I, you know, I'll probably just do area because I don't want just a city. I'd rather do like towns or the right wording. I'll figure it out. Someone said Italian is Roman. I'm Roman, bro. I think it's part of being like multiracial, but I don't really like, like, I don't have like a, I mean, I'm Italian. I'm Polish. I like Italy. I like Poland. I'm not like mad at them, but when you, when you're like four things at once, it's hard for you to be like that prideful about stuff. You know, like if you're hundred percent Italian, it's a lot easier to be like, Italians are awesome. And they're, and I don't consider that racist. Like if you're hundred percent Italian and you love Italians, I consider that like a healthy love for your ancestors. And if you're black and you like it, I, I don't I don't think that that's bad in, in my opinion. I don't I don't know if that's you're allowed to say that nowadays. But with me, I'm truly I, you know, when you're like four things at once, it's hard to like be like, we're the best because I'm not even completely that anyway. So then I wouldn't be the best. So, you know, it's like it is what it is. I can look at this stuff, talk about it, um, still get called racist, even though I'm not. And but. I don't have like a big ego about it because I, I get all sides of it. Like if, if certain people want to do certain things or they have different uh, desires, that's fine. And there's always going to be people that do what they want. There's going to be, you know, everybody in this country, they can pursue what they want. It's like you don't have to be a stereotype. You don't have to. If you're white, you don't have to cook with no seasoning. You could put a lot of seasoning in it and no one can stop you, you know, and then everyone can compliment your cooking. And if you're other races, you could do other stuff like I'm not you don't. You don't have to do what's expected of you in stereotypes or whatever. But, uh, you know, I do think that certain patterns are like real where it's like, you know, it's like, oh, China eats a lot of noodles. It's like, that's racist. It's like, no, that's literally like not all Chinese people eat noodles. But if you go to China, noodles are very prevalent, you know, and so is other like, like everything's not racist. Like some patterns are legitimately happening uh, on average and that's why people say them it doesn't it doesn't make you like a bad person you're like oh you know like one thing that a stereotype like i'm part puerto rican growing up my mom used to always buy goya you know which is like a super puerto rican brand like if you're on the east coast like a lot of puerto ricans love goya and if you go to your puerto rican boy's house it's like yo i got goya and if you go to like your white friend's house they're like what's goya is that racist it's funny. It's just, you know, I don't know. It's like not every Puerto Rican has Goya on the shelf, but you know, probably a 50% chance. It's not, it's not a big deal. Like my, my Italian grandfather used to make chicken cutlets and, you know, fantastic Italian food. Like that's just, there are certain differences culturally, musically. It's okay. It's it, every, 
and I'm going to end on this note because I think this is like the most profound way to bring it across. When they say they're going to diversify America and diversify Europe, what they really mean is they're taking away diversity. Because when you go to Italy and it's Italy, that's diversity. When you go to France, it's France, that's diversity. When you go to Ghana and it's Ghana, that's diversity. When you go to uh, Uganda and it's Uganda, not Ted Cruz's sexual fantasies, it's, you know, like everywhere diversity is allowing certain places to be cultural mixing pots and other places to just be what they want to be. If every country completely turns, if, if Europe and America don't exist anymore and it literally just looks like one, everything, it's not, that's not diversity. Like, you know, diversity is like, Oh, that city's cool. That city's different. Not like they're all exactly the same. They're all shitty to go to. Like, that's not it, what their idea of diversity is taking away people's culture, taking away people like, it's not, that's not, if every, if there's no difference between them, like, I'm sorry, but like when I go to France, I want to, I want the French experience, you know, I don't, I'm not like obsessed with French people or anything, no offense, but you guys are not my favorite. I, I wouldn't say I hate you or anything, but you're, I wouldn't put French in my top five, uh, you know, no disrespect. I'm just being honest. Um, but I want to go check it out. I want Italy to be Italy. And when I go to Africa, you know what I'm saying? I want it to be Africa. I don't want it to look like San Francisco. I hope not. I mean, it's probably nicer. Um, it's not like, and then in South Africa, you have different, like everything doesn't need to be the same. Why can't we let San Francisco go to shit? And then certain other parts can be like, you know, unique, but what they're trying to do in America and all over Europe and in a lot of parts of the world is just take anywhere that's unique or different and tell you that you're not allowed to do that and then make it just like everything else and then call you a racist. Like that's it, not. Someone said it's going to look like China. I don't think Africa is going to look like China anytime soon, but maybe I'd, I would I would doubt it, though. Like China's very Chinese and Africa's not. They, they might be getting Chinese money, but I think it's going to take a long time for Africa to look like China. That would be kind of crazy, though. You go to Africa and it just it's just like Beijing. You're like, what the hell? What's going on here? But um, appreciate you guys. God bless you. God bless your family. God bless America. God bless the world. Um. I'm going to be out for a week or so. I'm going to spend time with the people that I love. Enjoy yourself. Merry Christmas. This is probably my last live stream in a, in a week or so. I'll be back for the New Year's. And also to anybody subscribing on Patreon or Facebook or any of these things, I do have a secret episode coming out, and it's going to be a unique one. Uh, my buddy Andrew, I was on his show. He's putting it on his Patreon. I'm going to put it on mine. It came out great. We talked about cultural issues and other stuff. I'm going to put that out because I think it's good for the extra content. So thank you, everybody on Patreon. Thank you, everybody on Twitter subscribers, YouTube, Facebook, all that stuff. I'm going to I'm gonna drop that for the Facebook subscribers and the YouTube. And to everybody, when I come back, January 5th, my new song, Working Class Boy, is going to be out. If you haven't, check the link in the description. It's on Amazon and it's on iTunes. And you could pre-order it on one. If you really like me and you really want to help me hit the billboard chart, you could pre-order it on both. It's only $250 for both, $125 for one. I appreciate anybody who buys it on Amazon. I appreciate anybody who buys it on iTunes. And I double appreciate people who buy both of it. It's not very expensive, but it can help me hit the billboard charts. That's the gold goal. And I have good news, guys. I said I hope Kanye doesn't drop his album when I drop my single because Kanye is a high-selling artist. That's not going to be fun for me. Um he said, I guess it's delayed, and they say now it's going to come out on January 12th, which gives me a whole week to try to hit that Billboard chart that week. I'm pumped because if Kanye dropped his album on the same day as me, 
his songs are probably going to sell more. Maybe, I mean, maybe I could catch a song above his, but highly doubt it. Highly, highly doubt it on the digital sales chart. So thank you guys. Check out the link in the bio. God bless you. I'll be back soon. Dreamer podcast over and out. Enjoy your holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah if it's still going on. Merry Kwanzaa if you celebrate that. And if you're Muslim, I know Ramadan's next year. I don't know what it's called here. If you're Hindu, I don't know what you're doing. And if you're a Sikh, I just know that you guys have those really cool things on your head. I'm not sure what you're celebrating, but God bless everybody. Enjoy yourself. Family is all the same. Have a beautiful day. That would be my campaign slogan, by the way, if I ever ran for president. I'd, I'd drop that and everyone would be like, oh, that's so mean. I'm like, I'm doing my best out here, folks. And it's slightly funny, but also I'm just winging it. I don't have a script. God bless you. I'll be back. Hey, what's going on, my friends? Just a few ways to stay in touch and support if you'd like to. The first way is dreamrare.com. We have blue beanies, black beanies, pink hats, other colored hats, freedom versus tyranny shirts, stay blessed long sleeve, God is great long sleeve, and lots of more cool items coming soon. Dreamrare.com. Check out the shop to support. Everything's made in the United States. Handpicked by me. Patreon.com slash rare talk for $5 a month. You can help support me, support the show. If you haven't noticed, unlike other channels, I don't work with very many sponsors, sometimes none at all. And part of the way I'm able to do that is with the dreamrare.com shop and patreon.com slash rare talk. So thank you guys for keeping this show free, unimpeded, uninterrupted. I'm forever grateful. My free email list is stayintouchwithme.com. So check the links below in the description or just type in on any browser, stayintouchwithme.com, all one word. You'll find my email list, put it in there, and it's the least annoying email list you'll ever be on. I barely use it because I don't like getting emailed every day or every week week it's annoying so i don't do it stay in touch with me.com it helps me take back some power away from big tech telegram t.me slash dream rare chat or at dream rare chat due to censorship i post all my live stream and videos there sometimes i have some bonus content and i try to give people a heads up when facebook or youtube won't dream rare chat at telegram my instagram is at dream rare thanks for everybody following there for shorter content and dream rare links.com that's dream rare links.com has all my stuff my podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, my music on Spotify and Apple, my Rumble page, my BitChute and Gab page. All my links are found at dreamrarelinks.com. Thanks for watching, folks. God bless you. You already know I'll be back with